Tell the Lord yes. Okay, thank you for joining us. This is the Sidewalk Profit Profit Podcast. I am Brian. And I'm Patrick. Okay, Patrick. Now, now I'm the one with glassy eyes over here now, Patrick, after hearing <laughs> that song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think great I'm going to need a second to get myself together, man. She was <laughs> up in it, so. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, well, so that was Shekinah Glory Ministries. And so that's an older song, but it's still, I mean, that thing still bears witness today, man. You could just hear that thing. So but we thank them, Shekinah Glory Ministries. Patrick, what do we have today? What's well, going on? We have a great show today. We're going to answer the, the question here. How do I get free from masturbation? Man. Whoa. Mm, yeah. That's a Yeah. And and this thing this Patrick this question is unique but it's actually one of those things which you can kind of answer how do I get free from anything? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It doesn't make a yeah. difference what sin. If it's sin, it's pretty much the same process getting free from it. Yeah. It's just a matter of, you know, just getting your heart in the right place. And so we'll get into that. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll we'll get into that and we're also going to discuss a new segment here on the podcast, spiritual myths. Spiritual myths, those myths, those things that we do in church, but we don't know why we do. Our mama's mama did it and our Mm -hmm. mama's mama's mama did it, (laughs) but we have no legitimate or scriptural reason on why we carry these things on, why we believe this way when there's nothing scriptural to back these things up. 
Yeah. And so we're going to get into a few of those today. Yeah, definitely. And then we're also going to hear music from William Murphy, Tasha Cobbs, and Donald Lawrence. So we got a really great show okay. today, you guys. Mm -hmm. And I think it was one more. There was a question somebody was asking, is church oh, yes. attendance necessary as a new Christian? And we're going to get into that. Yep. It's in, And I really believe it's different as far as church for church, but we'll mm -hmm. get into that a little later. Okay, yeah. what else we got, Patrick? What's first? All right. So the first question here, this, is, this was submitted to us. Very good question here. It says, I have mm -hmm. prayed so many times about stopping masturbation repented and asked God to help me, but then I go back to it. I, I just can't sleep until I do. Is it dreadfully mm -hmm. wrong to masturbate? I'm single. I'm very active in my church, but feel like such a hypocrite. What else can I do? What else can I do? Okay. Now this question here, I had an answer for this question. And then crazy enough, I woke up in the middle of the night and I feel a little bit inspired for this one, Patrick. You got to yeah, check me out because yeah. I'm still a sidewalk prophet. Yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> I'm still a sidewalk prophet, but you got to check me out. But I felt a little inspired with this one. So, and this is what I wanted to say about this. When it comes to sin, never, never break your relationship down between you and God with yeah. something as petty as sin. And and I want you to hear me when I understand what I say with this. God dealt with sin by sending Jesus. That yep. was the ultimate remedy for sin. So never feel like your relationship and his relationship is based on whether you can stop sinning or not, because oh, it's yeah. not that petty. Right. It, it's, it's not a petty relationship. Like God, he is so much, he is here with you. He is yeah. not there, <laughs> low level. Yeah. Sin is so low level to God. People think God is all he thinks. Now in the Old Testament, of course, he was focused on sin because sin had the power to destroy, kill, mm -hmm. disrupt, and things like that. But now in the New Testament, the only power I would say sin can do sometimes is, and I'm not giving too much power to sin, I would say it might delay or derail mm, meaning yeah. if you stay in it too long it might delay you from yeah. from meeting a goal or meeting a god aspiration or something like yeah. that but don't give it the power that it had in the old testament yeah and so as far as sin this is the way i believe it's, it's just not that big a deal don't make it that you know what i'm saying don't make your relationship petty as far as god is with sin i'll say let's use masturbation let's use it as as his thing masturbation as far as masturbation don't focus on the sin. Focus on God. I want to be who I'm supposed to be in you. And I want to live, excuse me, the way you want me to live. Teach me to live righteously above yeah. that thing. Meaning, God can you so much that sin becomes so small and that big. You know what I mean? He will empower you so much that you put it away. I remember Paul talked about it. He said, when I was a child, I put away childish things. Yeah. You will grow so strong in God. You will grow so strong in his spirit that you will be able to just put that thing away. Mm -hmm. And don't focus on the sin, focus on the growth. And yeah. that's where it's hitting at. Yeah. What do you have to say about that, Patrick? Man, I, I think you really nailed it on the head with that. I, I think so often, you know, when when we when we make that decision to follow Christ and you know we're you know we're we're tugging along we're we're going forward we're we're taking those steps and whatnot we feel so bad when we sin you know and it's like oh yeah. man I screwed it up you know I'll, and I always felt like this I would always say to myself well sinners sin and they don't feel nothing right. I'm covered by the blood and I sin why do I feel so terrible yeah. and some people say it's conviction it yeah. is but then it ain't. Mm -hmm. 
it's conviction when it's in your heart, God, I'm, I know I can do better than this. That's yeah. conviction. Mm -hmm. But when that thing has you immobilized spiritually, that's the enemy. Yeah. And that's the enemy using condemnation with that sin. And I always would say this, Patrick, and I always would say this, the enemy will talk you into sin. And then the moment you do it, he turn on you and say, no, why did you do that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you, if you see it, it's a, it's a, it's an awesome combination that he uses. But if you learn to see it through the eyes of God, Hey God, I know I've done this. I know you yeah. have better for me. Show me, teach me, grow me up to where I'm bigger than this thing, to why I have this thing mastered. And this thing is not dominating over me. And he will, he'll send resources. Mm -hmm. He'll send his love. And see, when I heard this comment, this guy almost sounded, you can hear the condemnation. You can hear the fear. You can yeah. hear the judgment of himself, all of that. These are not items that God uses. God yeah. doesn't use these things. Yeah. These are the work of the enemy. And so you just got to start coming out of that and learn truly who Jesus is for you. Yeah. Learn how to grow in the spirit that you master this thing. And then you put the enemy in his place. The enemy belongs under our feet. No yeah. other place. Yeah. Under no, our feet. No other place. That is yeah. his destiny. And, and when you step into Christ, that's where you begin to put them. Right. And the more you step into Christ, the more you step into the wisdom, the more you step into God, the sooner he'll be where he's supposed to be. Right. Yep. Right. And that's all I have to say on that one. Patrick. Be beautifully said it. And I think it just really goes to show like how much we should really rely on God. You know, it's like, hey, that's you it. know, I, I'm imperfect, but, you know, you, God, you're perfect. And even even though I may mm -hmm. screw up you're always going to be there for me. And it's, it's a good, but he knows yeah. like he absolutely knows yeah. everything you're doing, mm -hmm. everything you're going to do. And one thing people don't factor, uh, uh, Patrick, they don't factor that God, when he wrote your destiny, you know, wrote out what he set up for you, the mm -hmm. grace that's available for you. He knew exactly who he was choosing. He's not, <laughs> yeah. you know, he's not, you know, he's not getting surprised by what you do. He right. knows what you do. And the right. more you step into him, the closer you get to destiny. Amen. And, and that's it. Amen. Yeah. Okay. What's next, Patrick? What do we All have? Right. So the next one, we have this next song, Deliver Me by the Tri-City Singers featuring Leandria Johnson. Okay. Here we go. Donald Lawrence. Listen, when a person becomes a believer... Their spirit is made right. But sometimes the heart rim, the soul rim, the mind rim is a little slow getting the message because life has left a hole in it due to molestation, low self-esteem, abuse. But I came to tell you that God has come to heal the hole in your soul. My sister Leandria is going to help me with this story. Take your time, sister. Sing it for somebody. Rescue me from myself. Cause all I seem to do is hurt me. Anybody overthink a lot, overthink a lot. That hurts you. Uh -huh. Hurt me. That's right. Now, now let's take it up and cry out. Say. Oh, yes, sir. Deliver me. Take your time. Cause all I seem to do is hurt me. Anybody out there got that message? Yeah. Uh -huh. hurt me. We should be finishing it, but I need you to just say it one more time. Yeah. Oh, 
listening to the sidewalk prophet okay okay that was donald lawrence and the tri-city singers and with leandria johnson um donald lawrence man he's been around for a while but one thing i'll say about donald lawrence that man will not put his name on something that does not glorify like represent the glory of god right. everything i've ever heard from him that he's put his name on it's it's just been immaculate so yeah yeah, that's that's good. You always stay true. You know, you stay true to what you believe and stay true to God. Yeah, so. yeah, he's pretty good. So where are we at, Patrick? So now we're going to go into our spiritual myth. So this is the spiritual new segment. myths. Go ahead. <laughs> Th- these are those things that we've taken on. And and I know I hear people say this all the time. It's mm-hmm. not about you. Yeah. And a lot of times when people say it's not about you, they're trying to teach you. And I understand what they're doing. They're, they're coming from a good place. But yeah. You, it, it, they come in when they when they say it's not about you they're coming from that place put god before yourself and yep. this that the other but it's a little bit different because it is about you and mm-hmm. i'm gonna say this because ever since the beginning since adam it's always been about mankind and god like this whole dispensation everything god did in this earth in this time since adam has been for us it's all but as you, if you go through the Bible line upon line, it's been for mankind. Yeah. Like he does this for us. He loves us just that much. He set up everything in the beginning. 
He came to us multiple times during the Old Testament. Then he right. sent Jesus, which is the ultimate redemption. Mm -hmm. So it's always been about you. So, yeah. you know, don't believe that it's not about you. It's absolutely about you. And so even when God is asking you to do something, don't just step in and saying, it's not about me. Like you got to sacrifice to do something. Right. No, you can ask God. It says, there's a scripture that says God works in us first to will and then to mm -hmm. do. So God will deal with your will. So if you have a problem with something that God has asked you to do, all you got to do is say, God, show me this thing. Give me a vision yeah. of this thing. Um, I'll give you an example. Uh, when I left California, I was in California. I was doing some work for churches and stuff. But then I eventually had to come back to the electrical trade. And mm -hmm. So when I had to come back to the electrical trade, I had like a spirit of dread on me because I didn't necessarily want to do it. I didn't want yeah. to get back into electrical work. But then I asked God, I said, God, look, if you want me to do it, just make my heart right towards it. If right. you can make my heart right towards it, then I'll be ready to do it. Mm -hmm. Then, like, I want to say three or four days later, I had a dream. And all of a sudden, I could see myself as an electrician, but it was huh. different. I could see myself as a well-developed electrician. Yeah. I mean, I could see... And like it, the vision, it was only a glimpse. I only could see it for like a second. But what I could see, I could see my confidence. I could see my 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 level of uh, of of leadership. I could see all of that in just a glimpse. And yeah. on that glimpse, crazy enough, I was on a radio show. Wow. <laughs> That's what was weird. I was going onto a radio show to speak, and my wife and I was not married at the time when I had this vision. And my wife was with me. Now, the unique huh. thing is, and this is what I think is unique about God, because God doesn't, like, I don't believe God will pick your wife. I think you have to pick your wife using your heart. That's just what I believe. Yeah. And so my wife in the image, she didn't have a face. So I couldn't see who she was. I just could <laughs> right. see that it was my wife. I could see her essence, but I couldn't see her face. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because that, I believe God would violate his contract because then I think God would have kind of cheated a little bit, you know what I mean, in yeah. that way. Because he wants you to choose your, your mate. Yeah. But I could just see her essence, but I could not see her face. And so it was awesome. But just along those lines, if you ask God to show you a vision, because it is all about you, mm -hmm. if you ask him to deal with your spirit, because a lot of times people and ministers will tell you to do something and your heart doesn't have to be into it. That's actually right. not true. God judges at the heart. Ask him to deal with that heart. Mm -hmm. If you're not with it, if God says give something and you're not with it, just ask him, say, God. And it was on the same subject. Uh, I, I wanted to give a mountain at a certain time, but my heart wasn't all the way there. And I asked yeah. God to make my heart right. And like I said, God, he did that. He, he just adjusted my heart towards that thing. That way I can be fully engaged. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? I could yeah. be engaged. You know, the whole, the Trinity is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Well, I believe we're a trinity too. You're a trinity too. Your flesh, your spirit, and your body, your mind, mm -hmm. your, you, all of those are supposed to work together. So you're not supposed to have to make your flesh do something. Everything is supposed to be in agreement. Yeah. So God will, like I said, he will deal with your will in order for you to get there. And that's what I believe on that. It's not about you. It's entirely about you. It's been about you since the beginning of time. And God right. will deal with you on the inside as well as on the outside. So don't ever make yourself do nothing. Ask God to get your heart to where you can do it yeah. willingly. Yeah, and, and definitely God is really the, the transformer of our hearts. He He really is going to mold us. He's going to exactly. guide us and lead us into, you know, who, who we're supposed exactly. to be. And, and, you know, it's interesting that you mentioned this particular one. This is something I, I think for a lot of people who've been raised in the church have heard this so many times that they, they kind of 
fully believe it they fully live it out and there there's mm-hmm. uh, there's like a consequence that goes with that and so that's there man, you go a... but you said it patrick there's a consequence that goes with that mm-hmm. and this is what i believe this is what spiritual myths is going to do and i'm going to show you what it is there is a consequence that goes like that patrick what the enemy does is he doesn't change the truth like big because you would see that yeah what he does is he twists it just enough that you become ineffective. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, so yeah. All he did was take the love and generosity of God because God was going to be with you. He takes that out of there and just makes and force you to do something. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So he's 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 telling you to do something, but then he's taking God's love and care yeah. and gentleness. The scripture says that God that Jesus is gentle. God is gentle. You know what I mean? He says his his yoke is easy. His burden is light. He mm-hmm. never wants to push you into something, but he always right. wants to go into something with you and and just be able to teach you and and grow. Yeah. I think his biggest problem with Adam, and this is my personal opinion, I think his biggest not problem with Adam, his biggest thing with Adam is. I don't think he intended to hold anything back from Adam. Remember with that tree in that situation? I don't think that. I think that in a matter of time, God was going to give him all of that wisdom and that understanding, but he just wanted it all at one time. But God was going to make them wise. He was going to teach them everything. It was just a matter of time. You know what I mean? And just like with our kids, with your kids, all you want to do is just make sure that they're not jumping into things beforehand that's all you want to make sure you just want to make sure you teach them how to cross the street before they try to cross the street you just want to make sure you teach them how to perform at work before they try to perform at work that's all he just wants to go before us in this stuff it's not like he wants to stop us from anything yeah it's it's definitely uh baby steps that's that's what i keep hearing you know you got to crawl before you walk got to have milk before you Mm -hmm. eat uh before you eat a steak or something that's it exactly okay what's our next myth uh yeah so the next spiritual myth is god wants to use you and see this is another one where people say all the time god wants to use you Mm -hmm. well when you use the word use what happens is well think about a used car it's never better than a new car because it's been used and nobody wants something that's been used do you know what i mean yeah but the thing about God is he does want to partner with you. And that's what they're trying to say. Yeah. But you have to say it that way, because if you don't say it that way, you, it'll make it seem like God is just using you and throwing you to the side. No, right. no, 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 no. Right. Everybody that God has ever partnered with, they always get a piece of his glory, mm-hmm. meaning they become transformed. Yeah. They become better. They become wiser. They become greater leaders because they're spending time with, because that's what God sees. When God is sending you on a journey or vision, he sees himself being with you in that thing. So he sees you and him together. That's why he pushes you into that thing. And I won't say pushes you. I'll say guide you. See, I had to correct myself on that one. I'll say he guides you into that thing. The reason why he guides you into it, because he intends to chance transform you he intends to make you 10 times better than you ever been before he intends to increase your money so that you can afford to pay for this thing that is his that is his thing when you have walked with god you're supposed to look like you have been with the most high god yeah and that's what his intention is in any journey yeah so that's all i was had to say on that one man that that you know that's that one's that's one that hits home a lot because i've 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 heard that you know ever since ever since I was a, a, a young boy, you know, hearing like, oh, God's going to use you. And 
I mean, words have yeah. really heavy meaning. I mean, you could look at that as a, really a positive do. way or in a negative way. Like, what God's going to use me up? Mm-hmm. He's going to drink me like I'm, you know, like a water bottle and just <laughs> toss me to the side. You yeah. know? Like, but yeah. yeah, that's man, that's 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 really that's really powerful. And it's on that same subject, it's like nobody, like even when the disciples were with Jesus, so that he had been with, they had been, he had been with that Jesus. They had been with Jesus for that time, mm-hmm. and the people could tell that they had been with Jesus. Right. Manifestation. Yeah. And Jesus wasn't holding anything back from them. Jesus was putting putting everything on them that was on him. He was teaching them the flow and everything he was flowing in. And then he put it on them, greater things after I go. Yeah. And yeah. so that's all I have to say on that one. Amen. And now back to the sidewalk prophet. Well, if you okay. are just joining us, we have answered the question how to get free from masturbation or anything you feel to need to be free from. And our discussion was also on this, the new segment that we're introducing spiritual myths. And so this next, uh, next we have for you is a song by William Murphy You are my strength. Say this tonight, you are my strength. Strength like no other. Strength like no other. Now lay your hands on yourself, say it reaches to me. The strength of God is reaching for you
And now, back to the Sidewalk Prophet. Okay, okay. Back with us, back with us now. Okay, okay. Where are we at now, Patrick? Is it the next question or yeah. is it the recap? Well, the next uh, question that we have on here is question mm -hmm. two here. Is church attendance really necessary as a new Christian? Mm -hmm. Now, I'd say this is just my opinion with this. It depends. And I'm going to tell you what it depends on, what the church already has set up. If your church already has set up like an online program, then it might not be necessary. If they're already equipped and pastor, you know, and I'm not a pastor or do I desire to be, but pastoring, it seems like the best pastoring that I've seen, and I'm just saying from the outside looking in, is when they have the online, but you can do it if they have like the online thing set up where you have like an online community. Yeah. So not just the online church, like just the service online. It's a little bit deeper than that. It's an online community where you can communicate back with them, back and forth with them. Um, the best church I've ever seen do it is a church called Zion, and they have like an awesome online community, online ministry. Yeah. They even have their own online pastor. Wow. Meaning he deals with the people that are online. There are people that are members of Zion that have never been to the physical church, yeah. but they do that pastoring so well online. I mean, it's just a beautiful thing. And so yeah. I, that's what I'll say. It depends on what the church has set up. If they don't have it set up like that, then I wouldn't recommend trying to, trying to do it, you know, from at home and stuff like that. I, I would recommend that you try to attend church. And that's yeah. all I have to say. On that. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, you know, uh, the, the church that I work at, you know, we, we do mm -hmm. have an online ministry. And one of the things mm -hmm. that um, one, a friend of mine always brings up is just this, this idea that there are some people, you know, throughout the world or, or throughout, you know, throughout the United States, they may not have access to be able to go to a church. And so the whole mm -hmm. idea of being able to attend an online service is part of just a way of reaching people that we couldn't reach maybe, you know, 15, 20 years ago. And so yeah. it's just, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely agree. It, it really does depend mm -hmm. on the situation. I mean, if you live, you know, in a, in a real small town and you don't even have a church, let's just say that, yeah. that would be very appropriate. Yeah, the, the primary uh, preacher that I follow, he's a prophet, you know, he's prophetic. Mm -hmm. And so he's a prophet, but he is from the UK, but then he, he teaches, he's in California. So there's mm. no way that I could be, you know, I can follow him physically. So it always has to be online and stuff. Right. So, you know, you just have to feel it out. You have to kind of see what they have set up. And that's what I'll say is reg in regard to that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. What do we have next? And then now we have um, Tasha Cobbs, You Know My Name. Okay. Thank you for joining us today, guys. This is the last song. We appreciate you and we will see you next week. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. He said, you know my name. As soon as he did that, I was like, I love it. I love it. <laughs> you know my name. He said it again. He said, you know my name.
For listening to the Sidewalk Prophet Podcast. For questions and comments, please email us at churchpodcasters.gmail.com.